Welcome to the Natural Products Resource Center podcast. We're curating credible information about natural products brought to you by a clinician, pharmacist Hillary Blackburn. With the increase in the use of natural products such as cannabis, dietary supplements, herbs, and essential oils over the past few years, the purpose of this podcast is to bring expert information to our audience of healthcare professionals and even the public who want to learn more. This podcast is not intended to be for direct medical advice. Please refer to your doctor, pharmacist, or other healthcare professional for specifics related to your own health. In this first episode of the Natural Products Resource Center podcast, we're talking about how the broad legalization of medical cannabis in the United States has caught the medical community by surprise. That's right. Patients are going into marijuana dispensaries across the country, getting their cannabis from a bed tender and using or misusing the product. Meanwhile, their healthcare team is not prepared or armed with the information to properly incorporate cannabis into the patient's treatment regimen. Well, where do patients go for cannabis? Did you know that medical cannabis patients do not go to a pharmacy to get their prescription? Uh, That's right. Patients are required to visit a marijuana medical dispensary to purchase medical cannabis. Many times, if they are using it for medical purposes, there is some type of clinical oversight, and the dispensary is designed more like a clinic. But for recreational users, they are going to what is like a liquor store because someone called a bud tender is helping with product selection, or even think like an Apple store with a genius bar, for but for marijuana. And there's usually no clinical oversight in these recreational dispensaries. There are many other differences between medical marijuana and recreational that we could discuss in a later episode, but the bottom line is healthcare professionals continue to get asked about medical cannabis. And since medical cannabis has been legalized in more than 30 states across the country, that means that over 63% of the 308 pharmacists practice in a legalized state. For instance, Lana, who is a pharmacist that works at a Kroger in Illinois, a state that legalized medical cannabis a few years ago, her pharmacy is right across the street from a dispensary, so naturally, patients frequently walk across the street with questions for the pharmacist, their most accessible healthcare professional. They have more questions about how their traditionally prescribed medications interact with the medical cannabis that they're taking to treat Parkinson's or cancer or some other debilitating condition. Since Lana, along with the 308,000 pharmacists in the United States, did not learn about cannabis's efficacy, dosing, and side effects in school, She has serious knowledge gaps, and these knowledge gaps create liability, potentially, and could reduce patient satisfaction. And uh, not to mention um, patient care. We want to make sure that we know and can advise patients, no matter what type of herbs, dietary supplements that they may be taking. To further complicate this problem, education on cannabis is fragmented and often cites untrusted these sources. 
this leaves pharmacists and, you know, possibly other healthcare professionals to do the unthinkable, send patients away to get medical advice from internet chat boards or risk giving counseling that um, could not be uh, fully accurate. Well, let's now talk about a little bit more about the history of cannabis because it has been used to treat ailments for thousands of years, dating as far back to Chinese emperors in the 2000s BC. Cannabis, or hemp, was one of the very first crops brought over by the Jamestown settlers. It was available in pharmacies until its removal from the U.S. Pharmacopoeia in 1942, and the perception of marijuana started to change with the production of the Reefer Madness film in 1936 that showed marijuana associated with promiscuous and negative behavior such as crime and mental illness. In 1937, prescribing marijuana fell out of fashion when the Marijuana Tax Act was enacted with uh, that required doctors to pay an annual fee to prescribe. So fast forward... As a Schedule One drug, cannabis has been very difficult to properly research. Researchers must obtain permission from the DEA and submit an investigational new drug application. The cannabis used for their study must come through the National Institute for Drug Abuse, who contracts with the University of Mississippi to grow marijuana for use and research studies. Additionally, there is variability in the plant's psychoactive properties, which makes it increasingly difficult to study. With these barriers to properly study, the medical community is hesitant to welcome and approve cannabis and as a trusted source of therapy. The reclassification of cannabis as a Schedule I drug has made it taboo as part of curriculums for healthcare professionals. And most of the currently available information on the internet is from disparate sources. This lack of scientific evidence is a major barrier for healthcare professionals to fully adopt it as a legitimate treatment. With cannabis still being considered an illegal substance or Schedule I drug by the DEA, this makes it very difficult to obtain even when state laws have authorized use for specific indications. In fact, patients, as mentioned earlier in Illinois, uh, used to get fingerprinted, um, and that wasn't even required for opioid prescriptions. Uh, These laws do vary from state to state, and there is still a lot of confusion um, across the board about what is acceptable or not. So there are many factors that exist that have been described Um, so far that create these knowledge gaps. Uh, So we are working to curate this information on medical cannabis, uh, really creating a place for professionals to share knowledge, which will help this niche develop a standard of care. And we hope that patients needing medical cannabis will soon have access to trained and confident healthcare professionals. Pharmacists as frontline providers will be interacting with an increasing number of patients using cannabis, whether they like it or not. And however, um, as mentioned, uh, most healthcare professionals didn't learn about it in school. But according to an Eclair research study, 
many pharmacists want to be involved and uh, more aware of it. So if you're a pharmacist who's working in a retail pharmacy setting, maybe a hospital setting, and you're starting to interact with patients that are using medical cannabis, then you'll really want to obtain more knowledge to uh, help better increase your uh, awareness, to educate and provide better patient care, uh, potentially prevent any liability, and increase your customer base by being recognized as a trained pharmacist in this niche. We hope you'll stay tuned for more information about this definitely exciting and changing field of natural products. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Natural Products Resource Center. If you like this episode, let us know by subscribing to this podcast, rating and reviewing it. Share it with friends. And if you are an expert in the field and want to be a guest, or maybe you have a topic related to natural products that you'd like us to share on, connect with me, Hillary Blackburn on LinkedIn and check out our website, www.npr.center and follow us on Instagram and Twitter at NPR Center.